child grows up to be somebody that just loves to learn and another child grows up to be somebody you just love to burn mom loves the both of them you see it's in the blood both kids are good and bomb blood's thicker than the mud it's a family affair it's a family affair is good everybody welcome to the omnius podcast i am the omnius rune aka your boy tyrone welcome to uh what, what episode what number are we on <laughs> episode 54 god dang all right episode 54 i titled this the black sheep of the family and we're going to be dealing with dysfunctional families being raised up in a dysfunctional household so shout out to everybody tuning in shout out to people who listen to me on a, on a consistent basis i just had a woman in my dms not too long ago tell me that my topics are boring you know like that's that's crazy i mean if if my topics are so boring why do you continue to listen to me but you know that's beyond me <laughs> it's beyond me but shout out to everybody who still support me who still listen to me who still be checking out the content everything even on all social media platforms whether it's youtube whether it's instagram whether it's tiktok twitter i i, I highly appreciate all of y'all so you can find me on all social media platforms at the omniest run all right but concerning the basis here i don't even have any notes right now i just want to go off the dome just based off you know what me and one of my friends were talking about a couple of days ago but we was talking about how you know I'm beginning to see like the correlations of me being raised up in a dysfunctional household and you know at first it came to a point where I would put myself on this high horse and if you listen to some of my videos from maybe around 2020 and maybe if I even have any up if I haven't put them all in my exclusive videos from 2019 where I would put examples I would set certain examples of the way that I was raised, the way, you know, the the family that I came from. And I'm not saying that I came from a bad family. And I would never say that I had a bad a bad childhood. Um I was raised great. I had I had wonderful grandparents. You know, my parents were together. You know, I lived in a two parent household. Lived and live currently in a two parent household. So everything's great, right? Everything's 
everything's good for for how I was raised, right? As I began to get older, though, more things began to become more aware for me. Now, I'm not going to put my family business out there in the public because it's not necessary and none of y'all need to know about none of that shit. All right. <laughs> but we're just going to say, you know, I've begin. you know how like when you grow up, you get older and you begin to understand or, or see like certain family affairs, like people talking mess about another side of the family or people talking mess about someone else kids or someone else kinfolk whatever the case is right why won't this person go and, and do this and why won't this person do that and why don't I never see this person why don't I ever see that person and you know I was talking about this with one of my friends and as I get older and I begin to see dysfunction personally I sit back and I just I just wonder like something has to had happen for the people that y'all continuously talk mess about to not come back i'm not willing to believe that you know growing up you know with them growing up before i was even born that you know there was just no reason for them not to come back <laughs> you know and, and doing some reflecting and just like really thinking about the way that i was raised in the way that my brother was raised when I look to like my grandparents on my mom's side and I see how every each person from my uncles to my mom how they turned out you know it's just certain things that I kind of just reflect upon concerning the basis of relationships concerning the basis of how to show love how to show affection you know and so with dealing with all of this and seeing all of this and even nowadays you know on occasion seeing this this the dysfunction you know you ever just sit back and you just wonder like what were the affairs before you was born like what is it that they aren't telling you so you feel left out you can't really connect with your family because as you get older you begin to see certain things and realize certain things that you really wasn't paying any attention to when you was younger you know and on the flip side of that it's even worse when you're when you're uh i want to use the word woke but like you know when when you see things for what they are when you've taken that red pill when you've crossed over and now you see the illusion <laughs> of this world now you see things for what they were truly meant to be and you can look through it you can see past that you begin to see like your family just a little messed up and i used to think to myself like even with the knowledge that i have from my age you know 20 and 21 that you know i was raised up in this good household i was raised up by this good family i was raised up you know and i and i want somebody to match that you know i was raised up in a two-parent household so now i want somebody who was raised up in a two-parent household i was raised up you know, with with what parents, grandparents together. I want somebody who who was raised up with parents and grandparents too. All this type of stuff, right? It wasn't until like late twenty twenty one, I was completely and utterly humble. And let me reiterate, I'm not gonna put any of my business out there, <laughs> but use your imagination. 
and, and, and even more so more than using your imagination reflect and, and correspond with what I'm saying relate to what I'm saying it wasn't until 2021 late 2021 that I began to really understand like I don't live I won't say I don't I'm not gonna put it like that but we're just gonna say that concerning family mother side dad side don't matter there is a level of dysfunction and I don't want to make this like a black people thing because there's a lot of people in, in other different scenarios that have messed up families as well. But I think because people don't want to take the accountability because people don't want to do the work to resolve certain issues and certain affairs that they end up messing up their own family. There begins to be a set of dis a div uh, division because you have people on one side who feel like that they're in the right and you have people on the other side that feel like that they're in the right and there there can be no compromise right and if there isn't any compromise it's just them being fake so next time when they come to the family reunion hey hey child hey how you doing oh, i haven't seen you in so long how you been and as soon as they leave child did you see what she was wearing child did you see this and this I ain't even know why she even tried to come up with and who was that she was with and, and yada 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 womp 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 you know and when I see stuff like that <laughs> and then you don't see them for a good couple of years they talking mess again what why why haven't such and such came back yet what why don't they ever come visit us they always want to be a cause you're fake <laughs> a lot of y'all are fake that's that's why they won't come back a lot of y'all think y'all these, these righteous fervent christians and y'all following doesn't it say in your bible not to gossip to speak ill of your neighbor and even more so of your of your own people your own flesh and blood i understand we're gonna join you know what i'm saying we're gonna rank on a couple of our, our, our family members and stuff like that there's gonna be a little this is gonna be gossip regardless but like to just talk mess more than once on a like it's a routine somebody's kids such and such kids and all this other type of stuff right it's ridiculous you know and it gets to the point where people begin to isolate themselves from their own families and when they leave themselves out, when they, you know, stay content within themselves, sometimes there's, there's even a shift in the dynamic of certain families, you know, and I can't even speak for, for my situation considering my family alone. But when I was growing up, I was a I was a family person, you know, me personally, I would like to be family oriented when I have my own family. I, I strongly believe and there being a strong village, a strong family to live the way that you want to live on this earth. And to not see that is very disheartening. You know, I'm going to be very honest on my, on my platform. I like to be, to a certain extent, vulnerable on my podcast episodes. You're getting the real. You know, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be front. You know, to not see what I used to see growing up is very disheartening. 
and I don't I don't understand how when certain people who were the centerpiece of you know certain parts of the family everything breaks apart everybody should have their own role and position in the family and when a person no longer operates to whatever position it may be that might even be as important as you know setting up events for the family uh, reunion somebody should take in that place immediately and still get everybody together and we should all still be coming together each year when I was growing up you know one of the things that I will always look forward to other than my birthday other than Christmas other than family vacation will be going to my great granny house you know and aside from going to my great granny house alone will be my great granny's birthday party you know my great granny's birthday party was the family reunion and you know when I would be at my great granny house outside of her birthday you know I was her golden boy grandson you know it, it, it was a wonderful time for me growing up with my great granny you know even you know me growing up she was well in her 90s but she could still move around she could still cook for herself she still could make some some sweet tea <laughs> boy she made the best sweet tea I guarantee I lied to you not she would still go out there and do yard work at 6 o'clock in the morning can you imagine waking up 6 30 in the morning to go sweep to go sweep and water your plants all that good stuff watching her good morning America everything like that this is a woman who was in, in her early to mid 90s doing this stuff you know lived to see 99 years old and and I told I told myself I was like I'm gonna live to see a hundred because <laughs> my great granny I you know I, I used to have visions of a 100th birthday party and I feel like that was contaminated because of certain people within my family again I'm not gonna put that out there but I feel like she really could have seen a hundred years old but because of certain people within my family putting her in certain situations I feel like she left this earth early on her own will and it was really it's really messed up with the way that you know the way that her life had went in the near few uh, last years of her life but nonetheless you know I was privileged and I was blessed enough to be around my great granny to hear certain stories about her growing up and, and stuff like that so you know getting back to the basis of of unity somebody should have took the role in the position to keep everybody together but everybody went their own way there hasn't even been a whatever you want to call a family reunion since 2016 or 2017 whatever the case is right it's been about five to six years since I've really seen my mom's side of the family. God forbid about about my dad's side of the family. <laughs> I don't know what it is with them. With my dad's side of the family, it seems like they only want to get together when somebody ancient dies. Like a great aunt or a great grandma or whatever the case is. That's when everybody want to get, get together. And it's even worse now because Negroes are still scared of COVID in 2022 going into 2023. But we can deal with that for another time for another day. But that's that's my dad's side of the family. My dad's side of the family, they don't want to get together 
until somebody dies. I'm seeing people from all different places of the world coming. I don't even know who they are. I don't know their first name, middle name, and I don't even know if they have my last name. But but they'd be like, oh, I'm I'm such and such cousin to such and such cousin. I'm such and such, all this type of stuff. I don't even know them, and it's sad. But that's reality, you know. I'm not expected to know everybody in my family, but like, there are certain things that I would like to keep going. I would like to keep my family unified, and even though that's a that's a desire, that's something that I would like to have. I also have to be willing to accept the reality that it just might not be the same thing for the five generations down. You know, when I have my children, when I have my sons and, and daughters, I want them to be unified. When they have their children, I want their children and all of them to be unified when they have their children and so on and so forth. I want a tradition. I want to create a culture, a tradition that they can pass down for generations upon generations. And knowing the rebel spirit that I have within my, my heart. <laughs> and that being passed down. I know there's going to be somewhere down the line. Where one of my offsprings might go against the grain. And create their own culture. And it's going to restart all over again. But nonetheless. You know I strongly believe in being family oriented. And so to see the exact opposite. Because... I can display this, right? I'll just leave it at that. I haven't had a all family get together like holiday meal in like three to four years, and it's disheartening. <laughs> it is it's, it's sick to my stomach that for whether it's Thanksgiving, whether it's Christmas. Even July 4th, there used to be a time where I would go to my grandma's house for July 4th. None of that. None of that. That, that doesn't even happen anymore. You know, it's disheartening. It's sick to my stomach. Christmas doesn't even feel like Christmas no more. And I'm going to just be real. Christmas used to be, and it, it, Christmas is my favorite holiday. And, I, and I, I made a declaration to myself that I will be doing something this year if I have to do it by myself for Christmas. Because I, I strongly believe in celebrating the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> like, it's, it's ridiculous that for me, I feel like I'm the only person that, that had the Christmas spirit last year. And it's just, it mind boggles me that... You know, I used to be anxious to put up the Christmas tree, anxious to put up decorations and stuff. Ooh, excuse me, decorations and stuff around. But then after a time, it's like as as people within my family they get older, they don't want to put up the decorations. They don't want to put up the tree. They don't want to do this and this and this. Doing everything at the last minute. Like I've never had to put up a Christmas tree on my own. Ever. Ever. I never had to put up a Christmas tree on my own. And lo and behold, I had to put up the Christmas tree on my own last year. By myself. Never had that happen before. 
this it made me sick to my stomach like it, it really it, it sickened me for me to to go through that process i had no brother helping me i had no parents help that's how out of sync they were when it came to celebrating the holidays none of that i had to put up the christmas tree by myself Decorate the Christmas tree by myself. Now they took it down and all that other type of stuff, but I, I was the one that put it up. Now you may think oh, I ain't even that deep. For me, it is. You know, because growing up, from ever since I was little, it was always a family tradition to put up the Christmas tree, to decorate the Christmas tree, to help decorate the Christmas tree. So for me to be the only person that actually wanted to put up the tree, it it spoke volumes. For this to be the third year that we have not went to my grandma's house for, for Christmas, it's mind-boggling. It is not a good feeling. It's not something that I want to continue to experience. Christmas should not just be spent with the people that you, you know, my mother, father, brother, people that within your household, and you can do that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but for me, I want there to be a big event on Christmas. I want everybody to get together, everybody have a good time, all the cousins, everybody to get together and and just have fun, play games, eat, laugh, have some good desserts. All that stuff. I want. I want to have the Christmas that we see in the movies, and it's even. It's even more sad that I even have to go, <laughs> go to the movies as as a goal for how I want my Christmas because I used to think Christmas was just good. Just go to my grandma's house, and and have Christmas there, and it would just be fine and dandy. I didn't have to want to have the Christmas dinner and all this other stuff, and everybody, you know, lined up and down to go get food. But now, nowadays, that's the goal. That's my, that's what I want again. You know, I don't want to turn into Scrooge <laughs> when it comes to Christmas. I don't want to be the Grinch when it comes to Christmas. But I just use that example to just bring out my message concerning becoming the black sheep of the family, concerning dysfunction within the family. I don't know if I can't say that it's a, a black people thing. I can't say that, you know, it's something specifically within black people because I see a lot of black families that stick together. I see a lot of black families that have the reunions, a lot of black families that will literally go out of their way to travel to different parts of, of the United States just to be with family for Christmas. It happens. I know people who do that. So when it comes to my family you know it, it i i can't really make out the connections when it comes to that and even outside of of just holidays and getting together and stuff like that ideologies i cannot communicate with my my family whether it's mother father uncle aunt i can't communicate with them on my ideologies and we ain't even just talking about the metaphysics and the occult stuff of course we know that's for the few 
just alone, just <laughs> politics, black love, just just things that concern who we are. Like I might can I might can try and meet them halfway when it concerns like how we black people can be. But that's probably about as far as that can go. And I'm not saying that I can't unify and and get together with people if we have different belief systems. But for us who, you know, we know that for us who are on a different mind vibration, on a different mental vibration, we get instantly judged for how we come off. We get instantly judged for what we choose to live our life, how we choose to live our life when it concerns spirituality. You know, one of my family members, they was they was freaked out that I had Baphomet on, on my wall for decoration. Attempted to try and have a sit down with me about Jesus. I wasn't trying to hear it. They got mad. Like just certain things like that. <laughs> but getting back to the center of this conversation, you know, for you who may be listening, you you might be reflecting back on messed up family households, you know. And I'm not speaking for myself, but a lot of us, there might be some of us, we don't have good relationships with our parents. We don't have good relationships with our uncles or aunties or our brothers or sisters. Like some of us, we we stay content within ourselves. Some of us, we, we feel like we can't even express who we truly are within the confinements of our environment, our home. For some of us, you know, we we can't fathom, you know, what it would be like to have a functional family. Some of us, we just wish and we hope that something can be fixed and we just have to accept the reality that it's only going to get worse. Some of us, you know, when it concerns mother and father, all they do is argue. All they do is complain. All they do is 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 nag and all the other type of stuff. Whether it's to you or it's at each other. And I, I find that to be very interesting. You have black families out here where the mother and father are supposed to be fervent Christians. Setting a good example of a proper and a divine marriage. Uh, a communion uh, between man and woman. And yet most of the time when you're dealing with these Christians. They bicker. They nag. And when it comes to the women, they are talking their man's head off. No form of submission. There's no God, the man, and then the woman. There's no, there's no respect for the authority that, as they call it, God has given to man. And you know, I talk about this in my YouTube channel on my one of my recent videos about how there are some black women that see black men as boys. We've been programmed to see ourselves in an inferior manner, and so as a as a uh, uh, as a result of that, we see that upon each other. And if you read the Willie Lynch letter, it talks about how they turn the black man against the black woman, they turn the the old against the young, the light skins versus the dark skins, and so when you see some of these women out here. You know, it, it talks about in the Willie Lynch letter how they taught the woman to be mentally independent. 
when it concerns having a man, but to be dependent when it concerns the master. And they built the black man to be mentally to be mentally brain dead, basically mentally dependent, but to be physically independent. You know, and so they did the whole switcheroonie when it concerns black men and black women. And there's just constant bickering and the blame game and, and victimhood and all this other type of stuff. It gets us nowhere. And so when you have some of these these black couples, these 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 Christians, fervent Christians, go to church every Sunday, and you ain't even setting that example of Christ, of God in your relationship for your children. Cause like really ask ask your children. <laughs> ask your children if the the type of relationship and marriage that you set for for an example of a good relationship like ask them if that alone encourages them to want to have a family if that encourages them to want to have um a relationship a long-term committed relationship with somebody and if they say otherwise then you have failed at your um, at your job you have failed concerning your duty as as parents to influence your children to want to do better for themselves to want to have a family of their own because you couldn't even set the example of having a good family on your own you see what i'm saying so these things you have to take into consideration so when it comes to the basis of being the black sheep of the family when you see everything for what it is i'm not going to front on some days it, it it gets lonely. On some days, it 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 may it might get to you. All of us ain't perfect. We ain't just all here walking invincible, like we full of like we just Superman <laughs> or Superwoman, whatever the case is. So, when it concerns the basis of family affairs and, and family dysfunctions, we always have to try and find a way out of it. Some of us, we might disassociate ourselves from our family because, believe it or not, in, in another aspect or, or just a grand scope of things, our family might be our own demise. Our family might be what's really holding us back. You know, the same thing with Jesus. And, and I like to use this example because most people, you know, when it concerns mythology, Jesus might be the number one person that they can actually get this message with. But Jesus even called out his mother and his brothers, you know, because there was a time where the disciples asked him about his his mother and his father and, and his brothers. Jesus called them out. He's like, my mother and my brother don't even fuck with me like that. And I'm going to try and see if I can look up the scripture right now. But he's like, my mother and my brother, you see my mother and my brother. They don't even fuck with me like that because of the message that I'm speaking. You know, when when you get into a, a level of consciousness, and I talk about this a little bit in my in my last podcast episode. You know, there, there comes to a, a point where you have to disassociate yourself from your own family. And that's hard. That is hard. It is it, 
something that you have to process when it concerns like ideologies i'm never going to go back and forth and have an argument about what i choose to live my life and what i choose to believe in and what i choose how i choose to see the world i'm 23 years old now 13 now 14 i'm 23 <laughs> you can't be trying to have this sit down this talk with me about something that I already know about you know when and when Jesus Jesus told you know the audience the, the disciples or the crowd he like you know who is really my mother and my brother my mother and my brother are those who do the will of the father you know and and when it comes to the basis of consciousness the people who you can be familiar with might be your family. Who's to really label what family is just because it's by bloodline, because it's by lineage, because the ancestral tree. Some of us, our tribe, the people that we can relate to the most is our family. Some of us, we've, we've grown into the illusion of just associating with those just because we're connected by blood but connection in terms of how we relate on a spiritual level is deeper than the physical you know I can have more and better relations and, and conversations and, and better times with people that I don't have any relation to than the people that I grew up with from birth that's all dealing with consciousness. And so with being the black sheep of the family, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. You know, you might just now come to a realization of the dysfunction in your family. You might just now come into a realization of like, you know, wow, my parents really are a little messed up and, and wow, I really have been living this lie. But this is the, the the beginning. You might think this might be the end, but this is only the beginning. This is now where you enter into a new cycle where now, as, as what they call it now, you can break this generational curse. Don't continue the curse. Don't continue the dysfunction and continue the all this other type of stuff that have been passed on from generations. Now it stops here. Now you have come into a realization of what the issue is. Now you can resolve the issue. And so that's the goal. The goal is for you to resolve your issues and to break the generational curse, this generational cycle. You're not obligated to fix your family. You're not obligated to stay you know, in communication with your family, if they if they're really that toxic, if they're really holding you back, you know, I'm not saying like when it comes to like when you reach a level of consciousness and you reach to a level of, of enlightenment, I can't be with my family because they don't think on the same spectrum that I think. Jesus wasn't like that. Jesus literally would would have supper. He would eat with sinners he would eat with the heathens he would eat with the people that didn't you know 
they didn't have no blood relation to him. They, I mean, ain't even about the blood relation. It's just like they didn't think on the same level as Jesus, but Jesus could understand them. Jesus wasn't out there judging them like how the Pharisees and the scribes were. He talked to them just like everybody else and anybody else. He didn't come to them talking about, if you don't serve my God, you're going to hell. He let his light shine. He set the example for them. And they followed. So when you reach to this level of consciousness, you got to also be aware not to let your ego get in the way. Because your ego could also be your own demise. Your ego could also um, be the death of you. You know, like with, with the Kendall Lamar uh, song in Pride. Love's gonna get you killed. But pride's gonna be the death of... And it literally will be. And then we even talk about a physical death. It could be a spiritual and emotional death. I, I, I lied to you not. <laughs> and I can confess that ego have gotten in the way when it concerned me and my family at certain points in my life. And thankfully... It, it, it didn't get to the point where we was cutting ties, but it's, it, it, it did get to a point where I don't associate or talk to certain people within my family, like some of my cousins, because of the shenanigans that I pulled being in the pro-black conscious movement and all this other type of stuff, because I had this mentality that I was high and mighty. I had this mentality that I'm better than them. They don't think on my level. They can't understand me. So I don't even know why I should associate myself with them. Instead of thinking that. Instead of having the process or the mindset of. of Associating with my family just because they're my family. And just living out my truth. And they can see that light. They can see the truth that I walk in. And then they could probably associate with that. But that's not the way I was going. I was judgmental. I was going out of my way Telling them about, oh, I, I don't even know why you like them white women. I don't even know why, why you going for them Latinos. We only do all that. I ain't do, it's only black over here. You know what I'm saying? When it came to certain issues and certain topics, like even sex. Why are we even talking about sex, y'all? I ain't even talking about sex, even all. Like, why? Well, I, I lied to you not. I was one of those egotistical pro-black negroes and you might see some of them egotistical pro-black negroes on social media you can't be pro-black and and be and be christian you can't be pro-black and conscious and yet you you're not a vegan you can't be pro-black and con all this type of stuff they turn pro-black and consciousness into another religion and that's exactly what i was doing it wasn't until i really got into this occult stuff it wasn't until i really started walking my path my hero's journey that I can relate to everybody that is shunned and, and demonized and put away and cast aside. That's the whole point. If, if you know the, the Gnostic poem of uh, Thunder, the Perfect Mind, where basically it's this poem of Aset or the, the Holy Harlot, you know, talking about how she's loved and shamed at the same time. She's the virgin and the whore. You know, I'm able to relate. Becoming the Omnius drone, I, I'm able to relate to people of all different spectrums, high and low. That's when you can walk your true spiritual journey. Not when you judging everybody and, and what they're doing and like, oh, they did this and this and this and all oh, they did this and this and this. 
is where you can relate. You can have relationships and conversations with certain people. And because you live your truth, because you walk your path, because you are living the way that you're living and they peep that and they see like, yo, you you walking in your power. Like there's certain there's certain certain things about you. That I just can't put my my finger on it. But like you are living your life, you live in the best way that you can. And yet I want to get like that. You, you, you don't let things get to you. I, I, I notice like you don't. I never see you mad. I never see you sad. Like, what is it about you? What are you tapping into that that allows you to be this way? Why don't you have any worries? Why don't you ever worry about anything? Why 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 don't I ever see you stressed? And and when they see that, when they see your light, they're gonna get in alignment. They're gonna study more. They're gonna do more. When you tell them the truth of how you how you gotten. To where you are today when you tell them about the enlightenment and knowing thyself and the god within and in heaven and hell is just a condition of the mind that's when you can cast forth your light that's when they see it that's that's when jesus told his disciples let your light so shine that men may see your good works and glorify the father that is in heaven not an actual supreme being is talking about consciousness that's what this is all about casting forth your light you remember that that old song? This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. <laughs> That's what this is about. Casting forth your light. Even with you being the black sheep of your family. Even with, with everybody casting you aside. Even with you being the last pick. And, 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 you know, this is when Jesus was talking about, like, blessed are those who are poor, for they should be the rich. And blessed are those who are meek. For they should be the, the first and blessed are those who are last. Blessed are those who are the, the tail for they should be the head. That's what this is about. That's what all of this is about. Casting forth your light. Transformation. Renewing the mind. Renewing yourself. Being within the world but not of this world. That's why Jesus was able to talk to the Samaritan woman when the Jews have have this long history of of messing over with the Samaritans and the Samaritans having beef with the Israelites. That's why Jesus was able to go at the well and talk to the, uh, to the Samaritan woman. That's why Jesus was able to uh, relate and, and, and empathize with the adulterer or the woman that was. In the act of committing adultery with the actual adulterer. That's why Jesus was able to to have supper with the Christ, uh, with the with the heathens. That's what this is about: casting forth your light. So even when it comes to your own family, go out there and create your own families. That's why when Jesus told his disciples, "Go ye, uh, go out there and make disciples." fellowship some some of us you know some people they want to be lone wolves and that's fine too but a lot of us let's not front we want somebody that we can talk to we want somebody that we can relate to we want somebody that we can communicate our problems and, and correspond with and, and share information and thoughts and ideas with and fun I, that's that's just human nature <laughs> this is just within our nature to want to communicate with other people it will be very lonely within our lives to not have those type of people within our lives or, or to not want to have people within our life to do those things with 
even to the even to the point of sex like how many times are you gonna beat your dick how many times are you gonna play with your pussy before you're like dang i need something i need some real feeling like <laughs> but anyways hopefully you got something out of this podcast episode i'm gonna go over an hour we're already hitting 44 but thank you for listening to what i had to say you know let me know how you feel concerning the basis of what i talked about in the poll below all right share your your personal and genuine thoughts share this podcast episode with other people if you feel like that this would be very and truly inspirational motivational and very informative for them and follow me on all social media platforms if you're listening to me on spotify for the first time make sure you follow me on spotify and turn your notifications so you will get the next podcast episode until next time i'm tyrone and i am